What is up today's debate crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Trout. I am the founder and CEO of the Today's Today movement, here to help you crush your goals on a more consistent basis by helping you crush them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you also take a screenshot that you're listening to the podcast, post it up on your social media, and make sure to tag me at TTD. TLF. It's also in the description box if you need that. It stands for Today's the Day to Live Free. So on this podcast, um, I have got Ruben with me. Ruben has been a phenomenal friend of mine over the past several months. And Ruben, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. So go on and say hello and introduce yourself. Absolutely. Super excited to be on. My name is Ruben. You know, I specialize in everything social media. Um, I have my hands dipped into a couple of other businesses as well across different industries. Um, but yeah, dude, this connection, I mean, it, it's been everything. I mean, we, we have not stopped talking since, you know, since we made that initial connection, like what, two years ago almost? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think that that's what happened. So for those of you who don't know, um, I had joined a coaching program with hashtag ask a millionaire, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And so he had a close Facebook group, get, uh, was a part of that. Ruben was actually the guy that kind of managed that whole group. So that's how I met him. And then that relationship has just totally flourished over the past yep. couple of years. Like you said, like we have not stopped staying in contact. Over the years, so it's been awesome. Yeah. Even getting on this podcast, I mean, it took us uh, a week and a half to kind of schedule yeah. it. <laughs> I know schedules have just been insane. Life is like, like oh, okay, let's do it today. In there and it's like Clear my yeah. schedule out. Yeah. 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 But it's one of those things though. It's like when you really want something to happen and you have that belief system, which we're actually going to talk about too, of like, Hey, we want this to happen. Like we're going to make it happen. Like, I mean, even like tonight, like schedules were kind of crazy. It was like, okay, can we meet at this time? Can we meet at that time? Okay. This is the actual time that we're going to meet. It's like, all right, let's just do it. So <laughs> yeah, we finally got on. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so on that note, I know we're going to be talking about establishing self-belief. So why don't you kind of take that away and kind of start, start us off with that? Absolutely. So, um, for a lot of you listening right now that are, are you know, are just getting your start, whether it be, you know, it, it doesn't really matter what industry it is. Uh, a lot of people are doing affiliate stuff right now. Some people are doing network marketing. You know, some people are really trying to establish their own businesses. Yeah. None of it is going to be possible without self-belief and I mean strong self-belief you have to believe that you can do anything and you know that sounds kind of cliche but when you can really grasp that and really understand what it means to you and yourself I yeah. mean you apply it to absolutely anything and nothing's gonna stop you because just like with this podcast you make it work yeah you make it work. Yeah. And I think that's so crucial. And this is one of the things too. It's like when having that kind of self-belief, I think it almost needs to even go to like the radical side. Like you need to have a radical amount of self-belief because there are going to be so many things that come at you, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, because it's not super easy. There's going to be a whole bunch of rocks that are going to be thrown at you from people that are just getting started, from potential customers, from friends, from family, uh, even from like big names. Like I, I remember I had somebody, and I'm not gonna mention their name, but they were somebody that was super, super successful. I mean, made millions and millions of dollars, and I kind of talked to them about what I was trying to do and what I wanted to do, and they, they shot it down like right off the bat. And they were like, that'll never work. You're never gonna be successful. Nobody will ever listen to you. And I was like, whoa. And like hearing this, and this was a couple years ago, I was like, whoa. Like that hit me really hard. But then I was like, 
Hell no. Like, you don't know me. You don't know everything <laughs> I've experienced. You don't know, know every bit of expertise that I have in my, like, toolbox of expertise and coaching. Like, you don't know me. Screw you. I'm going to go be 10 times bigger than you. Just watch me. So <laughs> having that, like, radical self-belief just to be able to, like, tell everybody that wants to be super negative um, when it comes to your business. So basically, it's just kind of like, all right, y'all can go off and do whatever you want. I'm getting to work and I'm making my dreams come true, whether you like Absolutely. it or not. So. Absolutely. And it gets to the point, you know, like you said, a lot of people are going to cast a lot of stones. Yeah. And unfortunately, when it comes to entrepreneurship, I mean, this is just my personal take, but I've talked to a lot of other people who have had the same experience. And when you're getting your start, um, family members and close friends are usually the people to cast the first stones. Yes, they are. <laughs> down, like, you know, one big thing that's really personal to me is my dad. Like my dad, I mean, he's ex gang member from East Los Angeles, super hardcore in that, that lifestyle. And, you know, I, I seen a lot of shit growing up till, till like nine years old when yeah. he made the switch and was like, you know what, it's time for me to focus on being a father. And his, his belief, it, it, it goes back to, you know, you need a good job. You need a good paying job. Fortunately, he wasn't the kind of the kind of parents that were like, "You need to go to college and you need to get a degree." Yeah. Even though he did that, it was like, "No, you need a really stable job where you're gonna have a solid paycheck coming in every you know every month, yeah. so that you can feed your family." And that's kind of his belief system. That's where he was set. Um, so when I was getting my start and when I was kind of exploring my entrepreneurial spirits. Um, I was still learning self-belief. I, I knew I could do it, but it was to the point where, you know, he would tell me something like, you know, son, you need to kind of put that aside for now and focus on yeah. your, getting your money. And that kind of like, you know, it shot me down. Um, fortunately now after establishing myself and establishing a couple businesses and, you know, building them from the ground up, he sees the potential yeah. now. So, I mean, he's even interested. He's like, I, I've had this clothing line idea since I was 20 years old. I want you to help me get things started. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yep. You want, yep. To, throw stones, you want to take them back though. Huh? So. Yep, yeah. It, it's crazy. Family is one of those things. Like they will always be, um, not always be, cause I don't want to make a blanket statement like that. But <laughs> I know like for me, especially like when I was first getting started in entrepreneurship, like, I mean, my family were the biggest critics and they were always telling me, cause like I come from the family that it's a, you go to school, you get a good degree and you go get a good job. Like even yeah. still to this day, I mean, like I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing my Facebook lives. I have my coaching community. I've had my rum cake business for the past several years now. And then I'm doing a few other things and I'm in the middle of writing a book and all of these amazing things are happening. Even still to this day, like I'll have conversations with certain family members and they're like, Oh, so um, when are you going to finish that degree? And they're like, well, I heard like my friend is hiring for this kind of position. Would you be interested in that? Or like, I'll have people that I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm working on right now. They're like, oh, well, I have a friend of mine that kind of works now. I could probably help you get a job there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think you understand. I don't work well for other people. <laughs> Let's just make that really clear. I do not work well for other people. So if it's a coaching wise, I'm phenomenal at it, right? But if yeah. I have to go work a physical J-O-B, oh no, <laughs> I'm like one of the worst employees and the best employee that you'll ever have because I will go in there and I will fix all of the issues that's going on within that <laughs> business. 
The problem is, is you're not aware of half of them and half of them are dealing with the actual owner or management and they do not like being told, hey, you're kind of killing the business and you need to cut that out. (laughs) So you don't, you don't want me on your team in a job of being a regular employee because neither one of us is going to like that. Nope. Nope. So, cause we know what we're worth cause we have that self belief and we know exactly. what we can do for a business and we know the expertise and the, the experience that we bring to the table. And so we're like, Oh, you could do this and you could do that. Um, and then so many people are just so close minded because they're already in that job. They're already making yeah they're making and they're just totally complacent with it so any kind of new change that's going to require growth is just so out of the picture like I remember I had um, I worked at a golf course for a really really short time while I was working on my courses because I spent an entire year working on the courses that I created and I didn't do anything else I mean I just did those courses and so there was a couple of months I was like okay I need I need to get some kind of income but these courses aren't ready to go sell yet so I'm just gonna go workable job. I ended up quitting and a couple weeks later apparently there was a revolt that got the manager fired um because I kind of <laughs> went first, like um yeah she can't actually legally do this to y'all. Like I mean they were like literally taking away people's phones when they got into work and putting them in a box. And I was okay. like and that happened after I got there and they tried to do it to me and I was like um show it to me in the manual that I signed when I first like started working here under the agreement that I signed under the working conditions that I signed in. <laughs> and then I'll be happy to hand you my phone. She could never come up with anything. And then she attempted to write an email that showed it. And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't anything that I agreed upon. So the famous apparently that led to her getting fired. And I was like, uh Oh, this is why I don't work well for other people. <laughs> The email that contains all the terms and conditions out of thin air. Oh, yeah. So this was from corporate. I was like, why is it just your email, though? (laughs) (laughs) So, and it's like, yeah, get them to update the handbook and sure. Um, Because that's what I signed that created the agreement. So, yeah, there was just a whole bunch of things where it's like, you can't actually do that. Um, And I have enough. Management and have led enough companies and, and projects that I know what you can and cannot do. So, yeah. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> it was very interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But I'm happy to report that that manager is now working in a position that they are flourishing so much more in that position than where they were at because it just wasn't on purpose with where they needed to be. So I am happy a little bit about that. So, but. You never know when you're doing a favor for somebody, yeah. you know, yeah. be disguised as you coming off a little harsh, but I mean, some people need that dude. Like yeah. this day and age, some people need harshness in their life. Yeah. And, well, and because that's that. actually authenticity for them. Yeah. So. Complete 100% honesty. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I just could never go back to a job only because I, like you said, I have so much self-belief now and I have that established so hard within my core values and myself yeah. that, I mean, I, I'm just not a fan of authority to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is what something a lot of people don't know about me is I actually graduated police academy. I, I graduated in 2012, um, you know, a full 10-month extended academy uh, here in Fullerton, California, and I got my post certificate, um, but 
when I did all my interviews, you know, I had, I had my chief's interview with three different stations and they all told me the same thing. It was, you have everything we're looking for on paper as a candidate, but you don't have life experience. Cause I was uh, 21 when I graduated. So yeah. I had just 21. They were like, you need to go out there and make those mistakes. So right then and there, I was like, okay, I, I definitely do not like authority. Yeah. So <laughs> I went through 10 months of hell and, and that helped me figure out, Hey, I don't like authority. Yeah. Hey, I mean, but there's sometimes things that you got to go through in order to come out and to learn more about who you are and the best way that you work. Yeah. There are like certain things like I used to work in the financial services and that is something that I did two and a half years. I built a massive business. I put in a ridiculous amount of time and effort and energy into that. I mean, I got thousands of dollars of licensing all to kind of find out at the end of it is like, I really, I enjoy this, but it's not what I'm supposed to be doing purpose wise. And it led me into doing what I'm doing today. It led me into doing the coaching that I'm doing today. But if I didn't go through that, like I would not be where I am today. So a lot of people like ask me, it's like, Oh, like, do you regret working with that organization? And do you regret yeah. position that work that you put into it? Cause it was a couple years of my life. And I was like, not at all. I literally would go do it all over again. In fact, I would go back and I would do it a little bit differently, but I would still do it again just to get where I am today. So exactly. Yeah. You, you, you never know where your path is leading you, but if you have that end goal in mind, like yeah. I said, you have that strong self-belief set yep. in stone, it doesn't matter where your path veers off to, yeah. you're all going to end up at the same destination, which is, yep. you know, hopefully what everybody wants. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and this is actually something that I heard a little while ago. It's you need to have your goal, right? Everybody has to have their goals. Everybody has to have their vision, right? But yeah. you have to be able to be flexible on how you actually get there. So exactly. like one of the things it's like when you're building a massive business, right? Or you're building a social media, you don't know exactly one, what the market wants, you don't know what they're going to respond to and you don't know what you're going to find as you're doing that journey. And so I see way too often people close off their mindset. And this is like uh, even going back to like having a growth mindset. If you close that off to where you're so focused, like this is the only way that I can do it. And this is the way that I have to do it. And this is the way that I've seen other people do it and they've been successful. So this is the only possible way that I'm going to do it. Like they stop themselves so much from actually going and achieving it or taking years and 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 then achieving it because they were so stubborn headed about actually being flexible with how they actually go and do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's one thing I learned too is, you know, having an open mind, I mean, it opens so many different opportunities for you. When you have that closed mind and you're just set on, there's only one way to get there. I mean, you're creating your own obstacles. You have nobody else to blame. Literally. And that's, you know, I had to learn that the hard way because that's, that's the route that I took. I was like, okay, this person's doing this. This is the only way to do it. This is how I'm going to do it. And, you know, six months down the road, I had nothing to show. So it was like, okay, maybe that doesn't work for me. So nope. the mimic game never, ever, ever works. Yeah, I mean, nope. even going and looking at people that have gone through coaching programs and become super successful from them, they have taken that coaching and then they have transformed it and transcribed it into their own language and into their own business and created their own version of it. And yeah. they wouldn't build their success that they saw. It's not from mimicking exactly what they did or what they were coached to do. They had to, obviously there's certain like tips and tricks and things that you have to follow. Like if you want to go get a speaking gig, 
obviously you have to talk to the company and you have to write up a contract. There are certain things like that, that, I mean, that's just, you go and do it and there's no other way around it. Yeah. But, I mean, how you potentially can go and find those clients or what you speak about doesn't have to be exactly what the person that's coaching you is speaking about, right? Exactly. You find your purpose and your mission and your vision, and you have to go yeah. bring that to your reality, not somebody else's vision, mission, and purpose. So. Exactly. And I, I think where a lot of people go wrong with that too is, like you said, you have to speak your own language. Yeah. And a, a, a lot of people try to mimic what other people are doing, yeah. but they don't understand that it's not the person doing that it's the system that they're implementing yeah. so that's what you want to mimic that's what you want to look at is the yeah. system because the system is you know no matter what the language is the system is what's going to get the ball rolling and everything you know I, I used to play with tinker toys when i was a kid you know and all from a to b you yeah. have to system yeah. so that that's where i think a lot of people just goes right over their head they they're too focused on the individual and not focused enough on the system. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, especially when it comes to their success. Um, and even so much so to their, you know, developing their self-belief. Um, so this is a question that I wanna kinda pose to you. Um, yeah. A lot of the times, like, when we create self-belief within our own selves, we're, some, we're not always aware of like how the hell we created it. But there is a system and there is a process to creating self-belief. And sometimes that's just going through the ringer and getting punched a thousand times in the arena and then you build up the self-belief because you worked that muscle enough in order to go and win the fight. But exactly. there's still a system and a process. So for you, um, how did you kind of discover that system and process if you were aware of it or looking back at it now, um, what is something that really kind of helped you grow in your self-belief or create the self-belief within your own life? So, you know, a lot of my life growing up, I was told you, you hear no and yes a lot. Those are the yeah. two main words that you hear a lot growing up is no, you can't do that. Yes, you can do this. Yeah. So one thing that really helped me solidify that self-belief because everybody believes they can do this and that and this and that like everybody believes okay i can learn how to drive a car yeah but i i'm getting into now the self-belief of if i tell somebody hey i can fucking fly excuse my language sorry but i can fly and i have that strong self-belief i'm gonna figure out how to do it you know what i mean so one thing that really solidified that for me and just created that foundation of self-belief to build on was putting myself through academy because with police academy, it was something that was completely by accident. You know, yeah. I was involved a little bit with police departments here and there growing up and, and volunteering and stuff for events. But the summer of 2011, my stepmom was on my back. She was like, you need to go back to college. You need to do something. You need to find a job. You can't just be sitting at the house all day. Yeah. It's like, I signed up for this course uh, um, here at Fullerton College that was an orientation to police academy. Oh, nice. Okay, I know how police, you know, police officers work and stuff. I kind of understand. So I'll just do that. It's an easy A. So I get to the orientation and I'm all dressed up, notebook in hand, folder, pencil, everything. And I actually knew one of the officers and he was like, dude, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm here for the orientation. He goes, you're going to run in that? And he's like, the orientation is your intro into police academy. It's your test to get in. I was like, dang. <laughs> I was like, pressure's on. I had to go home, change real quick. I, luckily, I lived right down the street, but I, you know, I changed some workout clothes. And I ended up, out of 73 people that were there for the testing, I ended up being one of the 13 people that they picked to be a part of the academy. 
That's awesome. You think about it, I was 20 years old going in, all of my friends and stuff were so focused on the summer life and, and living it up. Yeah. And all I can think in my head was, okay, I put myself in this situation. Can I get myself out? Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't really want to be a police officer. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know what? I was selected for a reason. If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna go balls out with it. Yeah. And I was the youngest one in academy. I mean, I wasn't working out at the time. I, I wasn't doing anything physical really. So, but I just happened to be one of the 13. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to give it 100%. And that's where I really started to, to develop that self-belief was that first little, okay, out of 73 people, they only picked 13 and I was one of them. So yeah. it's something right here. Yeah. So I kind of just, it was kind of a, re a reflection period that helped me just be like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah, it's going to go by like that. I just have to stick with it. They're going to do all the training for me. I just have to follow the system. Yeah. And that's what it was. That's follow awesome. the system. That's and awesome. That helped me just boom. Self-belief is right there. I can do anything I set my mind to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important to kind of point out too, is you reflected on the wins that you had right yeah. you were in the 13 uh, out of the 70 plus that got selected to go do this academy that's a win that's awesome but i think uh, you know because not everybody obviously has gone through the police academy and it's done <laughs> that, you know winning 13 out of 70 plus um and not everybody can relate to that but i think everybody can relate to having like the smaller wins like yeah. you created a product like holy crap like let's take that just for any kind of like win, right? You created exactly. a product that nobody else has or nobody else does, or it's your own variation of it, which means you came up with it. Like, holy crap, that first and foremost, that's cool as hell. Like you came yeah. up with a product, like that is a win. You should be proud as hell about that. Okay, Absolutely. now you package that product, right? That's another little small win. You should have self-confidence about that. Hey, you were able to sell your product. You, if you can sell one, you can sell a thousand, which means you can sell 10,000 right? Yep. Take those like little wins and then pile them up and keep track of those little wins. And then even for those that like really struggle like with mental health issues, because I know for me, especially when I was getting started in like the hardest days of my life, my mm -hmm. little wins, because this is something that I do, this is something that I try and reflect on is those little wins. It would sometimes just be like, you got out of bed. <laughs> and applaud you for that. You got out of right. bed and you didn't go right back to bed, right? Like that in of itself is a little win. But even just like letting yourself be aware of that little win, saying, hey, I did get out of bed today and I didn't yeah. go right back into bed. Like that's a win. Hey, I reflect won. on the you reflect on <laughs> So you reflect on a minute. Like you said, it just piles up and it's just yeah. that wiring of the brain and connecting yeah. to it, you know? Yeah. Um, shit into where it's never been plugged in before and that's yeah. like how you said you need to reflect on on having those wins yeah. and that awareness one thing you hit on and I, I, I don't know if it was on our agenda or not but mental health I, you know with the rising mental health issues and stuff especially with social media now like social media has made mental health go through the roof just because people you know they feel they should be a certain way because they see other people doing it and then that starts to drop that self-confidence because like, okay, I don't look like that or I'm not achieving the kind of success that they're achieving. Yep. So it brings it down. But I mean, for me personally with mental health, back in 2014 in December, I had a failed suicide attempt. Yeah. And 
that's something now I can look back on it and I'm comfortable with talking about. I'm super open with it. I never, you know, hold it back from anybody or, or say, oh, I don't want to talk about it because yeah. talking about it has actually made it easier for me to deal with it. Yeah. And it, 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 it just all comes down to mindset because my mindset in that time was I had no self-belief, no self-confidence, no self-respect, nothing. I was just, I was just here. I, I was just existing. Yeah. I mean, I beat myself up in the hospital for a month after just thinking I couldn't even do that right. You know, yeah. I, I was reflecting, but in the wrong way. I was like, yeah. I, I couldn't even do that right. Yeah. Like, I'm just supposed to fail at everything then because that's yeah. the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do. Yeah. And I couldn't even control that. And then once I said that to myself, because I literally said that was, that's the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do, but I wasn't able to control it. Yeah. And I, it was like a light bulb. I was like, okay, like the, even the things you should be able to control, you can't. So worry about the things you actually can control yeah. and focus on those small wins. You know, shit, yeah. if you brush your teeth every day, the day you brush your teeth, you're like, oh, I brush my teeth. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hopefully everybody's doing that. If you're listening, yeah. <laughs> brush your teeth on brush a day. Every day take please. a screenshot, post it up on your social media and talk. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know who brushes their teeth. <laughs> right? Hashtag I brush my teeth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Even getting past that, it was, you know, it was going back to, okay, all the things that I accomplished up to now, this doesn't define who I am or where I'm going. Yeah. This was setback and it happened for a reason. So instead of beating myself, trying to beating myself up, trying to figure out what the reason was it went wrong, I'm going to try to figure out, okay, what's the reason that it didn't happen so that I can move forward. Yeah. What I mean, because obviously it didn't happen for a reason. So now it's figuring out, okay, I'm here for something. So I yeah. got to that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. And this is something that I'm always, always, always telling people because like I hear this all the time, especially like with social media, everybody gets caught in that game of like, well, they're doing this and they're doing that. And I could never do this. And I don't look like that. It's in a game of comparison, right? And yeah. comparison is the thief of all joy. I mean, you ever go look at anything and I'm sure you can do a reflection and like look back in your own life as well. And I know I can, whenever I'm feeling the worst or I'm the most depressed or anxious, um, it's typically because I'm looking at some situation or some person and thinking, I don't have that, which means I don't have what it takes to go do what I want to go do. Right. And I'm then it really just steals all of the joy out of the situation. Like for those, um, like for me, so I've always struggled with depression, right? And so every single time that I would see somebody that has never struggled with depression or doesn't struggle with depression, like I always, I used to always look at them and be like, man, you're so lucky. You have no idea how lucky you are. And there's a sense like they're absolutely blessed in that sense. But me just sitting there and looking at them saying, wow, you're so lucky is stealing all of the joy from all of the small wins that I've had that have built up to where I am today and where I'm at with my mental health. Like yeah. I, you can't, and if you're doing this, I hope people will stop doing this. Quit stealing the thunder of your wins and making it seem like it's nothing. Seriously. So people are doing that. So stop comparing for sure. I mean, yeah. you are your own person and you know, as cliche as that sounds, we're all, we're, we're all put here for something. Yeah. On you to, you know, do you want to spend the next 40 years of your life working for somebody else? telling you who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing or yeah. do you want to figure out who you really are inside and apply that and share that with the world because exactly. if it were for it's me worth sharing. yeah exactly if i would have if i would have sat in my room in 2014 and just never came out of that 
you know, slump, I wouldn't have been able to have the impact on certain people's lives because you never know who you're helping out. Yeah. I mean, smiling at somebody walking down the street, you never know what they're going through in life. And that smile just changed everything for them. It's yep. like, okay, somebody cares. And, you know, that, that just plays into the entrepreneurial spirit and, and, and everything. I mean, it's having that positive mindset, even when, when negativity, it, it's drowning everything out. You yeah. need to have your positivity just blast through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that comes with being and this is where, you know, it brings back to like the self-belief and establishing your self-belief that comes back to you have to be completely authentic with who you are and the mission that you're on, the purpose that you have. Because if yeah. you're not being authentic to that, it's going to be extremely difficult to drown out all of the negativity because negativity is even going to be coming from your side because you know you should be doing something different or you're not being authentic, which is just going to make it so much harder for you to actually break through that barrier and have the self-belief in what you're doing. Because if you know that you're not being authentic, like there's no way in hell that you're going to have self-belief in what you're actually doing because you yourself do yeah. not actually believe that that is worth what you should be doing, <laughs> right? Because you know that it's not authentic to who you are and what you're doing. So. And that's 100% right there. I mean, authenticity is everything. Yeah. I mean, going back to impacting people's lives, when yeah. you're your true self, you're able to impact lives in a way that nobody else can. You yeah. know, when you try to imitate somebody else or what somebody else is doing, you're not, you can't really have that full impact on somebody's life because, you know, they're already hearing it from somebody else who is really authentic in what they're doing yep. and they're listening to you and they're getting mixed messages. So it's like, you just have to stay true to yourself and really be who you are. Don't yep. be afraid to share your stories, you know, your wins, your losses, because somebody is listening. And yes. that's something I always prided myself on was I don't need the masses to listen to me. I just need one person to listen to me and that one person's mentality mindset and mentality change yep. that's all, that's all i care about yeah yeah and i think it's really important too like we were just kind of talking about you know sharing your wins and your losses you had mentioned like share your losses and i think it's really important for people to understand it's like share your losses as well and celebrate your losses because yeah. if you lost that means you grew you made and an understand now a way that is not going to work or yeah. something that didn't go your way, which means you're now wiser. Like you should celebrate that. Like so many people, like when they think about their losses, they're like, I don't wanna share my losses because then people won't take me serious in coaching or in business or expertise or looking at me as an influencer because I'm not perfect. And I was like, welcome to life first and foremost, if you're not perfect, welcome. Um, right. <laughs> none of us are, um, but celebrate that because it's those losses that have helped you grow into the person that you are today. So you you're right, just as much as your losses have helped develop you. And your losses too. I mean, people, like you said, people are so scared to share those losses because they feel people are going to look at them different. But I mean, if you're growing from that loss, subconsciously you're letting your mind know, okay, yeah. you know, this didn't work out. So let's fix it and let's rewire things and let's, you know, move on to the next step. So, I mean, so many people now are just, they're too caught up with trying to fit in. And yeah. me, I'm trying to stand out. And I, you know, right? less about, you know, my image or, you know, obviously, obviously I don't want to be labeled as a bad person or anything, but I'm going to be brutally honest with everybody that needs that brutal honesty. Yep. And that's just a part of who I am. That's just me being real. Yeah. And. I'll share, you know, my wins and my losses. Yeah. Happy 
because yeah. lots first one on that line <laughs> right <laughs> like, I lost this I didn't do this right failed at that I'll be the first right. one to stand up it's like who wants to trade their losses me <laughs> yeah. and it's it's funny because one person that that helped me out with that um, he's this fitness guy named Devin physique he used to work with this company called shreds yeah and, um, shreds was a really big name they were coming up really fast yeah well Devin, you know, he was one of their top athletes, so he had money coming in, just crazy money coming in. He bought his Lambo. Nice. And I think it was like two or three months after he bought his Lambo, he got let go from the company because he was photoshopping his images. And so he that that source of income right there, boom, just stopped. Completely yeah. stopped. It, they were public about it and everything. And he came out and he told people, he was like, you know what? Yeah, I did Photoshop my images a little bit. I did some editing here and there. But that's what everybody was doing on the market at that time. And that's what everybody's not going to tell you that they're Photoshopping their images yeah. because they want to look like that. But I want to let you guys know that, yeah, I did Photoshop my images. This is what I really look like. No, yeah. I don't have the Lamborghini anymore. I'm not going to try to stunt, you know, and flex and say, my, oh, my car's in the shop or my car's getting you paint or something. He goes, no, yeah. I had the car and I had to get rid of it because yeah. that's what come stop but that's not gonna stop me yeah that was like a big thing for me it was like okay that's real you know he he just gave himself to everybody his audience he was his true self with his audience yeah yeah well and so and that just kind of goes to show as well is like when so he got caught up in the mimic game doing yeah exactly what everybody else was doing and he got called out for it got shut down for it and then it wasn't until he was true and authentic that he actually reached the success that he has today exactly yeah, that's awesome that's awesome so um so what a lambo by the way what he like two years later he ended up buying another lambo just because he established himself in a you know his own brand and stuff there you go there you go it's like so, i still got a lambo <laughs> i just still got it, go get it. <laughs> so now he gets to say i bought two lambos i bought, a right? lambo. I bought another lambo so, two in my lifetime yeah exactly oh man um, so one of the things that we want to talk about is social media because you're pretty big on social media and you're rising up in social media and you've grown a pretty decent following as well. Um, yeah. so talk uh, to us a little bit about what was some of the consistent things that you did in growing that brand. And then what are the things that you really tried to do consistently and if not on a daily basis to make sure that that was being successful? So uh, you know, I, I have grown a pretty substantial audience, but I mean, I'm learning new things every single day just from my network. And there has been one thing that consists consistently I've been doing every single day since yeah. I've got started in social media is watching my numbers. And what I mean by that is looking at all my analytics and dissecting all of it and, you know, really understanding what's working and what's not. And you know, because I, I want to be my true self and I want to be authentic, but I also want to give value to the people who are actually in, you know, the people in my audience who actually soak up the content that I'm putting out. And what helps me do that is keeping an eye on my numbers, keeping an eye on, you know, all my analytics. Yeah. And I don't get too caught up with the, the growth of my audience. It's mainly just focusing on who is interacting with me and okay. how I help provide value for them. That's awesome. One thing that has been, you know, a consistent thing every single day, because I can't say that I post consistently every single day because my schedule yeah. is so crazy. Yeah. I mean, and especially with my daughter, she's 11 months old, so she keeps me on my toes. So, <laughs> yes. 
I mean, keeping up with content, there, there's software out there that can help with that stuff. But as far as consistency goes, I mean, it just looking at your numbers and really understanding, doing your part to understand what your numbers mean. Because, I mean, everybody can see their reach. Everybody can see their impressions. But unless you really understand what those numbers mean, it, it's not going to change anything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think that's something too that especially because I'm all about like full truth and not kind of sugarcoating things, not about going surface level, but like actually going deep into or especially going into depth um, with business, with coaching, because like I said, I love full truth. I hate the half truth kind of stuff. Like yeah. I know like the typical answer, and this is why like I love having the people that I have on my podcast, especially <laughs> like with what you just said is like, you didn't give us a half truth kind of answer like yeah make sure that you're posting on a daily basis or make sure that you're doing stories or whatever make sure you do a live or a video like that's great that is literally what everybody is telling us to do but you went went deeper into it and you gave us a full truth of like not only watch your numbers but understand your numbers because majority of people that are in social media especially if they're just getting started they have no idea like what reach means what do (laughs) questions mean like what does that mean for you and for your social media and how can you utilize that in order to grow and be able to provide that authentic um, value to them because that's also something that you mentioned it wasn't like I'm focused on my growth because you said you're not super focused on your growth you're focused on bringing value to the people that your content is currently reaching and that is organically growing your social media yeah yeah so when um when I got First, you know, introduced into the social media game and using yeah. it, you know, as a business platform instead of a, a consumer, you know, mindset. Yeah. Um, of course, my number was like, okay, I want to get my followers up there. I want to establish an audience and stuff. Yeah. But I also want to, you know, give content that isn't what everybody else is saying. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to sound too much like the rest of the noise that's already on social media because, yeah. I mean, you mentioned previously, it's such a saturated market. You know, everybody's doing this, everybody's doing that. My focus was, you know, yeah, I do want to build an audience, but I want to do things where I still have that mindset of, I don't care if I have 10,000 people on my followers list or if I have one person that's actually listening to me. Yeah. Taking, you know, taking in what I'm putting out and utilizing that and, you know, really maximizing on their own efforts in their own life. Because, I mean, that's, that was my whole goal from the beginning is just to change that one person's life. And I think that's one thing that has really kept me grounded and not so focused on, oh my God, I need 20,000 followers. I need 30,000 followers, you know, cause so many people are now are trying to like, okay, how can I, how can I bypass the system and how can I cut corners and go around things to get to those numbers? Yeah. And even if you do get to those numbers, like say you do pay somebody for 50,000 followers, unless you understand your own analytics, that's going to do you no good. Yeah. You're not going to understand. You're not going to be able to keep them. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things too. And then like and it's always really funny because you always you can tell the real social media influencers who actually engage with their audience and then yeah. have a real audience versus somebody that went and paid for followers. Because if yeah. they have several hundred thousand or even several thousand um, you know, followers, but their engagement is a hundred, two hundred, maybe a couple comments <laughs> in there. Like, you know that all of those people that are following them are not real because they're clearly not engaging with them in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And then there's also software out there, too. Like, there's, um, it's an IG audit 
um, that you can literally go and look, okay, what somebody's authenticity for their followers? Like how yeah. many followers that they have are actually real followers? And it's really yeah. surprising. Like there's a whole bunch of people like PewDiePie, uh, PewDiePie right? Huge guy who's got millions and millions and millions and millions of followers, right? If yeah. you go take a look at how many of his followers are actually real, it'll shock you. Yeah. And what's funny is because, you know, there's a pretty big name. She's a female on social media. She's a female on TV. She, yeah. you know, I mean, everybody has heard this name, but um, I did an audit on my, on my personal account just to see, yeah. okay, you know, where can I get rid of some people that aren't really, you know, yeah. uh, interacting with me? Because I want people who actually interact. I, I enjoy yeah. talking to people. I mean, I can sit on my phone all day and comment back to people or just reach out. But yeah. I, I did an audit, uh, uh, an audit of a couple people, you know, different celebrities, like yep. celebrities and stuff. And this one female, I mean, she's booming right now. Millions and millions of followers, 50% yeah. suspicious accounts or fake accounts. And I'm like, yep. that is so crazy. 50%. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> whoa, like what on earth? <laughs> so... so for the people listening, I mean, don't please guys get caught up in the right numbers and yep. not all of the numbers and yep. get caught up in numbers that are actually going to help you help somebody else. Yep. So. Yep. And it's like that saying too, is you want to have a thousand almost like cult like followers to really go create influence, to create that massive amounts of success. And you do that by like what you were saying is you focus on that one. How can you provide value to that one? And once you've done that, how you, can you add another one, right? And just adding one at a time. I mean, let's say it even still takes you several years to go and do it. Like, I know I'm on my journey of doing it and I'm just finding I'm like, okay, where's that one? Today's the day. How can I help one person gain value? How can I help transform one person's life into going and crushing their goals on a daily basis? Like yeah. today, how can I help one, right? Uh, so. Scaling, I mean, if you know, people, the information's there on the on the internet for anybody who wants to learn. Scaling is there. Anybody can learn how to scale anything that they're doing. But information on the internet is not going to tell you how to change that one person's life. Nope. Like you said, if you can figure out how to help that one person, you can yep. scale that. Yep. You can always scale that. So, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. Is you don't have like to. If you can make one sale, you can make a thousand sales, which means you can make ten thousand sales. Exactly. So you gotta find that process, right? And the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta have a game plan. A yep, yep. Plan. Yes. And then you gotta put an action to it. That big scary yes. word that nobody likes to do anymore. So you gotta put <laughs> into it. You gotta put in work. Ugh, work. <laughs> Sorry to tell you guys, but entrepreneur entrepreneurship it's all action all the time. So yep. if you're not an action fan this isn't the movie you want nope nope definitely not <laughs> uh, so on that note you know putting in a plan in place and putting in that action so you got to mentor under a guy uh, named sean who has a he's pretty big on social media he's got the hashtag ask a millionaire um phenomenal guy great coach great business has built several businesses has so much respect for him you got to mentor under him for a little while what are yeah. some of the really um, kind of crucial things that you took away from that mentorship that you still apply today or that you, um, that you first learned underneath him? So, um, one of the things that I really, um, took from him and, you know, I, I was under him, under his wing for about a year and a half. 
And one thing I really took from him was, you know, I'm just going to say, who, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You know, be you. Don't be apologetic. You know, who cares? Apologetically authentic. Exactly. Unap- be unapologetically authentic and know your numbers. Yeah. Constantly look at your numbers. And what I mean by numbers is your finances. You know, if you're not doing your part and studying your own finances and your own income, and you know where you can cut costs and where you can budget your money and save and where you can invest your money instead yeah. of just spending it you know on, on expenses and stuff is that's going to just completely change the game for you and that's one thing that that I really took away from him was understanding the difference between an expense and an investment yeah so that's something I had never knew anything about you know I've watched movies here and there on people investing money and stuff but I never really understood it and being able to learn from him like because he he wasn't like okay put your money here put your money there put your money here he wanted me to just study and be a student of my own finances so that's one thing that i mean if if you're just getting your start in entrepreneurship right now learn how to be a student of your own finances because that it it's going to completely level you up on it you know it's going to put you in a new world yeah and so many doors for you it's it's crazy when you know where to put your money i mean opportunity comes left and right and then you end up having days like this where you're trying to figure out a schedule to be on your buddy's podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it love it um so on that note with advice um and kind of wrapping up what is a piece of advice that you would love to give the listeners and the people that are um, engaging with this podcast? What is something that you would kind of recommend for them to either do on a daily basis or what is a piece of advice that it's going to help them crush their goals more consistently by crushing them on a daily basis? Okay. So, you know, in the spirit of today's the day, I mean, you know, we never know when, when it's going to be our time and you know, that's something we just can't control, but we can maximize all of our efforts, you know, you, you've heard the same before. We all have the same 24 hours. Yeah. So, I mean, really take actionable and measurable steps, if that makes sense. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, having a plan of action is great, but you also want to be able to measure how, how far ahead you're moving yourself. Because yeah. it's like playing the game of Monopoly. You don't just want to go around the board. You actually want to, you know, achieve certain things throughout the game. You want to just pass go. Right. So, Gotta get that boardwalk. <laughs> right? Consistency on a daily basis. One thing that I can say for you guys is definitely write stuff down. You know, if you're gonna wake up early morning, early the next day, write it down and just get a notepad of okay, I'm gonna wake up this time and then these are the things I'm gonna do. Don't move on to the next thing until you've already crossed off the thing above that on the list. Yeah. And Another thing that I picked up from Sean is, you know, you need to have a plan of action for every single day, not just for the month, not just for the week, but every single day, you know, you need to maximize every hour and don't move on until you cross things off the list. Cause that's the way you're going to get ahead. And that's the only way you're going to be able to measure it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on that note, for those of you that don't know, um, my coaching with the whole today's today movement and the today's today mission, like that's exactly pretty much what I teach people how to do. Like that's a portion of what I teach people how to go do. 
is putting in those checklists and putting those processes and systems in place to go do that consistently and to make it so easy to do that. So when you wake up, you can get everything done and you're not like, what do I do next? Yeah. So you know, do that. <laughs> advice is spot on especially with the today's today mission so ruben thank you so much for coming on dude i am so pumped um that you were able to get on and that we were finally able to get this podcast recorded um i'm so excited for the people that are listening to be able to really apply all the information and the motivation and the coaching that we just laid out um i mean we were just laying some nuggets of gold right there um Definitely, yeah. man. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I mean, yeah. we've been trying to make this happen for a while, and I've, I've been so excited about it. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, awesome. Sweet. So for those of you that are listening, thank you all so much for joining in on our podcast today. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Go leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, make sure to also, too, take a screenshot, post it up on your social media, and tag me at TTDTLF. All of Ruben's information is going to be posted below in the description box. So make sure that you go check that out. Make sure you go hit that subscribe and follow button to Ruben's information and social media. Um, and then make sure, like I said, to hit the subscribe button so that you can continue to get more information um, and to get more value out of the podcast because I have got so many more people that I'm interviewing over the next couple of months and it's just going to be an exorbitant amount of value. Love each and every single one of you um, and I hope you'll have a phenomenal, phenomenal day.